we rejoice this night at the miracle of Christmas. We celebrate the light of God shining in the darkness. Tonight, we light the Christ candle. No dread of war, no pain of suffering, no cloud of despair can constrain it. May the light of the Advent wreath shine in our lives as this holy night. May the candles of hope, peace, joy, and love light our way. May the light of the Christ candle shine brightly in our lives all year long. Welcome to this special service on a most holy night of Christmas Eve, especially here at Northside Drive Baptist Church. It's been a full day of celebration. We started this morning at 11 o'clock. That was an awfully intimate service as we gathered around the manger and heard the stories and read the scriptures. Then at 4 o'clock, we gathered, and this was a room full of children, most of them under that tall, gathering around the manger, and we celebrated the chaos of Christmas. And now tonight, under candlelight and with communion and the singing of carols, we celebrate communion in this setting. We'll be singing some Christmas carols. Uh, You can find your cue from the ministers on the chancel as to whether we stand or whether we sit, but you're all invited to participate as we sing the carols later. And now, let us listen as St. John addresses the great mystery of the Incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of all. And the light shone in the darkness. And the darkness could not constrain it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify of that light so that all might believe through him. Now he himself was not the light. But he came to testify of the light, the true light, the one which enlightens everyone, which was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become the children of God who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the Father's only Son, 
full of grace and truth. John testified of this one and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God, but it is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart. It is that one who has made God known. Here ends the first lesson.
The Messiah's birth and kingdom are foretold by Isaiah, a reading from the book of Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son has been given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Here ends the second lesson.
The angel Gabriel salutes the Blessed Virgin Mary. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Here ends the third lesson.
Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem, a reading from the Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver the child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. Here ends the fourth lesson.
The shepherds go to the manger, a reading from the Gospel according to Luke. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Here ends the fifth lesson.
The wise men are led by the star to Jesus, reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, Bring me word, so that I may go also and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had been seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, And they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Here ends the sixth lesson. Sweet.
The Fullness of Time, a reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, children of God, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So, you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Here ends the seventh lesson.
Please remain standing for just a moment. And we take a moment at, uh, in this very important and beautiful service to look around and not only see that God is here, but to see that we are here as well. We see that folk have traveled a long way to be here tonight. You have to intend to be here at 1030 on Christmas Eve. Some people have come all the way from Seattle, Washington. Some people have come all the way from Memphis, Tennessee. Some have come all the way from Lake Charles, Louisiana. So as we gather here, uh, we reconnect and we celebrate being together. We always take an offering at this, at this gathering. We will not be passing the plates among us tonight, but our ushers will be standing in the uh, narthex later. But we always take an offering during our Christmas Eve service that goes to the Atlanta Food Bank. This money and this food goes to feed hungry people all over Atlanta, and so it's a gift that we give. You may go ahead and be seated, and I want to tell you a story about giving. It's a story I told last year, and I want to share it again. Believe it or not, this is the third Christmas that we now have had without Bedford Davis among us. He died in May of, 19, of 2015, and so this is the third Christmas. But there was a Christmas Eve that was special to Bedford Davis that he told me about only a week before he died. It's the story that as the Allied forces were pushing through France, and he was an army doctor, an army surgeon, and right behind the front line, he would take the bombed-out churches and the left-behind homes and turn them into makeshift hospitals. He would put bed to bed and cot to cot and do the best he could, and he realized one night it was Christmas Eve. It was this night. He knew that they were so far from home, and the memories of family and friends were so far away. And he said, I wish I could do something for these soldiers, wounded soldiers, that could bring a little bit of home to, to them. He said he looked around in one of the homes and found some abandoned, left-behind uh, Christmas ornaments. Uh, someone else found a little tinsel in another attic. He had the men under his command go into the woods and cut little saplings and bring them to him. By the time that the wounded soldiers woke up the next morning on Christmas Day, they found at the end of each sick bed, at each cot, there was an individual Christmas tree with ornaments and tinsel decorated by Dr. Bedford Davis. He took a little bit of what was home and brought it to them who were far away. Whenever it feels like Christmas is about getting, I remember that story. Bedford reminds me that it's about giving as well. Amen.
there is an elegance and simplicity to this service, is it not? Somehow the simplicity serves the elegance and the elegance serves the simplicity. A cup and bread, communion and carols and candlelight and the presence of Christ among us. It is an elegant simplicity. We come now to the service of Holy Communion. We will receive tonight by coming forward and then kneeling at the rail. If you choose not to to kneel or cannot kneel, you can just stand at the rail and receive communion there. We'll do so by intention. You'll be taking uh, the piece of bread, dipping it in the cup, and then eating it. Uh, The choir will be coming first, and then you'll be coming and following. Uh, This table, I often say, is not the table of Northside Drive Baptist Church. This is the Lord's table, and all of the Lord's people, all of God's people, are invited to receive communion. Now, if you would, stand with me, and we'll read responsively the Sorsum Corda. The peace of Christ be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is right, and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, mighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with all the company of heaven who forever proclaim the glory of your name, singing. You may be seated. On the night of Jesus' suffering and death, he took bread, and having given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup. And having given thanks, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us pray. We celebrate the memorial of Christ's redeeming gift, O God, 
on this beautiful Christmas Eve. Through this meal, it speaks to us of both sacrifice, but also thanksgiving. Recalling Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection, we celebrate these holy mysteries. Sanctify us and your entire church that we may remain faithful in love and hope as we follow Jesus Christ our Lord. And hear us, O God, as we join together in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, saying boldly, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. All of God's people are welcome at this table. Take these gifts in remembrance that Christ died and was raised. And therefore, let us come to the table in thanksgiving and in hope. Amen.
You may remain seated for the prayer of thanksgiving. All loving God, we give you thanks for having refreshed us at your table on this beautiful Christmas Eve. We have celebrated the presence of Christ among us. And so, O oh God, deepen our faith, increase our love for one another, and when it comes time later this evening, send us forth into the world in strength and in peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And in the name of Jesus the Christ we pray. Amen. At this time we come to the time of the Christmas Eve service where we pass the light. The light will go from the Christ candle among you and you'll pass the light down the road. And then in the darkness of the world we will celebrate the light of Christ.
The dwelling of the Lord is among all people, a reading from the Revelation to John. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. Amen. To the God who created us, who is making new heavens and new earth, to the Alpha and Omega who stands at the door and knocks, 
to the God who came as a little child and fills our hearts with childish expectation about the world. May God fill each and every one of our hearts with love, peace, joy, and hope. This Christmas Eve, this year, and forevermore, Amen.